Welcome, everyone. It's the Fan Up Friday show uh, presented by Fan Up. Uh, I'm Rin Pack alongside Terry. Terry, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. It's a, uh, we just got through the baseball uh, show and I was switching over my uh, early slate baseball stuff to my evening main slate baseball stuff and found out that I was on this show. A little bit of a surprise for me, but uh, hey, we're getting through and uh, just getting everything loaded into my model here so we can talk about some uh, good picks for Fan Up today. Uh, yeah, no, it's the uh, final Friday of the NBA regular season. And I believe this is our first time doing an NBA show or show together, period, if I'm not mistaken. We've spoken before in past, but like we've never been on a show together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I was thinking about that before when I jumped on and, uh, and saw that it was you on the schedule with me. I was like, oh, cool. That would have been, you know, if I had time to, you know, properly prepare for this show and everything, it would have been a good show. But uh, we'll make it a good show. We'll fight through. And uh, yeah, it should be fun, man. Yeah, definitely. And for those of you guys watching, please uh, hit the like button on the video. Subscribe uh, goes a long way. Hit that notification bell as well. But man, NBA is a frenzy. Uh, it's it's a fr the last Friday of the regular season, like I said, but there's still money to be won. Uh, there's some key pieces to news to be followed throughout the night just because of teams that are completely out of it and entering the full on tank mode. We've seen that a la o OKC Thunder. The Lakers have entered it and they've shut down LeBron James and I expect Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook not to play as well. And they're on the back end of a back-to-back, -back, another team to look at. But on fan up, we don't really have to worry about a quote-unquote value guys like we do on other DFS sites, guys who are cheap price guys. We're just looking for raw points and looking for the most, uh, where we're the most confident with some of these studs. And it's very nice if you just like superstar players because you can mix and match your superstar players rotate them in and out all night and you can uh, potentially land on the top scoring line at more times than not. And uh, there are many ways to get different. I, I, uh, the flex position where you get one and a half X of your uh, points, which is awesome. I think that's a place where you can definitely get different. Well, easy place to start. I honestly look at our projections and kind of use that as a baseline for the guards and forwards and uh, the flex position. How do you, how would you approach it, Terry? Yeah, that's typically, you know, same, same approach. Um, you know, you can kind of straight line this one a little bit more than we can with, uh, with, you know, some, uh, a DraftKings, a FanDuel where we've got salary in play uh, and we've got limitations on who we can roster together here. We're just looking for purely the best, most likely plays of the day. So we're kind of, you know, just jumping up to those star caliber players. You can mix in some guys from, you know, that arguable next tier of guys that are star ish. Um, and, you know, if you want to say, all right, we're not going to Luca, we're going to Trey or Kyrie or somebody like that. That's where you're coming in here. Um, so we're not looking for the extreme value plays uh, at the top of the boom bus tool. We're not looking at guys like Taylor Horton Tucker, who's at the top of the boom bus tool on both sites uh, for, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings. He's just not going to be relevant where we can play whoever we want. I, yeah, definitely agree. And I think we should get right to it with the guard position. Uh, Tyler's already got the guards, guards up for us, but Looking at the guard spot here, there's a ton of guys who have to play for something. There's a uh, potential playoff game atmosphere between Cleveland and Brooklyn tonight because Cleveland right now is the seventh seed. Brooklyn has battled all the way up to the eight, and they hold the tiebreaker as of now before heading into the matchup. They're up 2-1 on this Cleveland team. This game is huge for seeding because if Brooklyn wins, they can be the seventh seed and then will hold destiny of their positioning with also having the tiebreaker over Cleveland, who has been – uh, free falling pretty much in the standings after the all-star break with the loss of um, two of their, I mean, their twin towers and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen going down has really hurt them on the defensive end of things. I expect Garland to get as many minutes as he can. 
And on the other side of things, Kyrie Irving to get as many minutes as he can, as he can play in home games now. So uh, it's the Kyrie Irving and Darius Garland show. How do you feel about this weird game stack? Game stacking is not something that I do to go out of my way, but I just feel confident that they're just going to get as many minutes and we know their volume is going to be there. I like even considering these guys in guards and I don't have any issues. You want to take some long shot flex options with these two guards and Irving and Garland. How do you feel about Irving and Garland? And what are some other pivots that you are strongly considering uh, for some guard spots? Yeah. So, I mean, both of those guys are sitting up toward the top of the board here. We do have Luca on the board, which is always going to be a consideration just given his points per minute, 1.49 fantasy points per minute over the course of the season. Over the last three, he's been at a 1.68, just one of the better producers of fantasy points. But when we're looking at him next to a guy in Kyrie, who in our our raw projections for minutes, we've got him at 40 minutes, 40.2. A guy like Darius Garland, we've got 38.5 minutes. Both of those guys are also excellent producers who have 60 point upside on any given slate like Luca does. Luca's got a little bit more ceiling, but these guys can get there any given day. Um, compared, you know, right next to him, 1.19 fantasy points per minute for Kyrie for the season, 1.10 for Darius Garland. Garland been at 1.2, uh, 1.21 over the last three games and has had a nice, you know, uh, 2022 calendar year, has really seen a bit of an uptick there. Um, so yeah, with that being a very competitive situation, Luca on the board also, but only projected for 34 minutes. So even with the additional points per minute, if we're shaving six minutes off of that projection, we're basically evening those things out now. So all of the, all three of those guards are very much in play. Um, and I would create a nice little rotation of those guys. You can go guard, guard multiplier spot if you wanted to. So yeah, there's definitely a nice rotation of those guys to be, uh, to be had here. I like, uh, I like all three of them. Uh, yeah, I think you nailed it well there. And I think looking at some other guards later on, LaMelo Ball uh, down there, uh, they're battling their position for the playing game. There's a slim chance they can be the nine seed, I believe, if Atlanta loses. And you can definitely uh, look at Trey Young as well. Uh, taking on a Miami team that is fully locked up the one seed, I personally uh, will be shocked if Miami is going to be full systems go today. Maybe today's the last quote-unquote dress rehearsal before they rest everyone Sunday. It really doesn't make sense when you have locked up the one seed in the East and when the one seed overall in the West is locked up. I It seems pretty foolish for me to see these guys roll out in full minutes on the Miami side of things. So expect Charlotte to be full systems go as well uh, on their end. Now, uh, for those of you who haven't checked out Fan Up for the first time, I think now is a time to do so. Uh, for the first time you, uh, you sign up, use promo code AWESOMO. That's A-W-E-S-E-M-O. And when you sign up, you'll get $25 of free in your account uh, for contests. And that's 2,000 uh, bonus points, uh, pretty much valued, I believe, at $20. And uh, you can uh, use that to enter tonight's contest. They have the uh, Fan Up NBA Weekend Ballin Contest. You win some cash and you can win some Jordans as well. So make sure to check that out. I've seen uh, some of our uh, chat members do pretty well. And there's some uh, people who have done pretty consistently well throughout um, uh, throughout the show so far. So Definitely check that out. Uh, use your projections. They're a great baseline to uh, uh, take advantage of these small sites where people aren't using much data-informed decisions. Using your projections will definitely potentially take you to the top of this contest. But any final thoughts on the guard position? Anyone else that you'd willing to take a long shot out? I don't have issues if you want to take a long shot on guys like Malik Monk, who can play 40-plus minutes for the Lakers tonight. I know he doesn't grade out as well, raw points-wise, but... I don't think many people are going to go to Monk when they see guys like Garland, Irving, LaMelo, Ball, and the guard spot. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be a big differentiator. If you're going to a player like that, you're going to be one of very, very few rosters that have him in there just because of how this works with the click anybody that you want uh, nature of the slate. Uh, the other interesting wrinkle that we see and we've talked about a few times on this shows uh, over the course of the weeks is the way that they list the players on their site gives you a little bit of edge to people willing to just scroll down the list a little bit because they list these in order of the game starting. Uh, so it's not like on the other sites where you've got the salary kind of identifying and stratifying it by stars into the mid range, into the scrubs. Now you, people actually have to scroll down and like try and find these players. So sometimes guys can hide a little bit. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to look towards some of those West coast games with like a Chris Paul, a Donovan Mitchell starting a little bit later in uh, out in Utah, maybe there's a little bit arguably to, to be found there, but I'm really sticking mostly with the three stars that we talk about. Um, but those would be the type of targets that I'd be looking for, though, primarily. Guys who are starish caliber, a Devin Booker, a Donovan Mitchell, a Chris Paul, guys who can put up a, a decent amount of fantasy points per minute, or a guy like Monk who just nobody's going to be on, and there's objectively a good rationale for why he's going to get a whole ton of minutes tonight, and he could get to two similar levels based on his per minute and extended minutes. I agree there. And yeah, being different in a contest like this when there's no salary limiter uh, will really pay off if you nail it. Uh, it just That's just how naturally is. You'll get much, much lower guys on. Guys who are still can get their raw points-wise based on the usage, especially early April NBA. That's just the nature of what the beasts we're dealing with. But on the forward position we go, uh, I think the forward spot is something where it's tough to get really different on. Uh, there is Giannis, who still has a chance to win the NBA scoring title. I personally will be shocked to see if this guy plays. They're on the back end of a back-to-back. They jumped the Celtics to be the two seed. Now, Giannis can only play two quarters and still be the highest scoring player in the slate. He, that's how special he is. I still like going to Giannis if we get that he's going to play. If, I, if he's playing, I think there is that scoring uh, title incentive for him on the line. Uh, he is, I believe, he can catch Embiid. We just need a monster performance to do so. And I believe in the 90s, David Robinson put up 70 points on the final game of the NBA regular season to piss off Shaq. So that's something that can happen down the stretch here. So I would love, I would have loved to see if LeBron was still competitive and not injured because he would have been in it for sure. Right. But now he doesn't have enough number of games to even qualify as he's been shut down for the season. But I like Giannis if he's going to go. It makes a lot of sense to go to him, I think. And then we've touched on guys uh, in the Brooklyn and Cleveland matchup because that is the biggest matchup on the slate in terms of seeding. I personally think so. And that's going to bump up a guy like Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant is just absolutely special. I I like rostering both. If uh, we get Giannis in, I think Katie's fine. I think Katie's a priority play for me. I like Katie in the forward spot. I like him in the flex spot. And same with Giannis. Now, outside of KD and Giannis, who are some guys you're willing to take a flyer on? It gets thin really, really fast where I think you don't, I think getting a little too cute here will burn you on a slate like tonight. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, we've got a few semi viable options. Like I could argue for certainly uh, DeRozan in a full, uh, full game going up against Charlotte. I could argue for Pascal Siakam, but we're already taking a hit when we're going down from a a Giannis and a Kevin Durant in terms of the points per minute, just by going to those guys. And it's not like they're in a much more advantageous situation than a guy like Kevin Durant, than a Giannis, if he goes uh, and is chase is out there, you know, really motivated and chasing that scoring title. So I think we're probably taking our lineups down a peg, 
by going to any of these other guys, but those are the guys who would be on that list. It would basically be Butler assuming full go DeRozan and Siakam outside of that. Maybe do we have uh, Zach Levine's got forward eligibility on the other sites, but I don't think so on, uh, on, I think he's a guard here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Guard there. And uh, again, you're going down to a 1.07. So that's another dip in the points per minute arguably maybe Chris Middleton makes the very back end of the list if he's forward eligible on fan up. But I think we'd be, unless you get no Giannis, I think you'd be, uh, you know, you'd be taking it down too far by going to him. So yeah, it's really about those top names. And I think the Giannis KD rotation uh, between the MVP spot and those forward spots is going to be just a core of a lot of builds. I agree with you. And you can mix and match maybe Siakam and Bridges as well. Siakam has forward, power forward eligible. He's power forward eligible here. Siakam's been a stud. Uh, yeah. It'll be nice. to. I, I think he deserves an all-NBA spot. He's just not a – Siakam's just not a name that everyone mentions about. He's just a solid, solid player. Uh, I think Siakam at the forward spot looks great in the Houston spot as well. So it's tough to get uh, – I don't recommend getting a little too cute where it's just – no, it's just raw scoring. And uh, I think KD and Giannis leads the way here. I do prefer KD to Giannis straight up if you, you want to make a decision like that just because of the – uh, magnitude of the game environment that they're in and they I just they want to win I'm assuming I uh, get that seven seed and it's Kevin Durant and Giannis taking on a Detroit team where Detroit is looking to tank as they're looking to just lock up uh, one of those three spots in the lottery so would that make uh, Durant your more frequent flex play between the two of those guys just based on better expectations for the the game environment and all that I think so and I think we might get Katie at a little lower uh own flex position compared to Giannis potentially. But yeah, I, I do like Kevin Durant uh, at the flex spot. And you can play either. You can mix and match that too. So mm-hmm. that's the nice thing. You can rotate them in and out with ease. But I do think if I was building one, KD would be my flex person. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the uh, that's the way to go, especially with, you know, you get the considerations of Giannis may not go. There's no real, real reason for him to go. And you get that Detroit team, like you said, looking to go out there and tank. There's just not going to be much resistance. He could go out there, like you said before, and, you know, play just the first half and still have the highest score on the slate. It's a little bit less than likely going up against a guy like Durant, though, when he's going to play the full game. So I think we want to chase that competitive situation as much as possible with Durant and with the uh, with the net side of that one. So I'm with you. He would be my uh, more frequent choice for the multiplier. Awesome. Awesome. On to the center spot we go. And uh, the center is not your typical center slate. We don't have the likes of Embiid, Kat, and Jokic. And it's a spot where I think you can get rewarded to get a little different. Sorry. And you can play some guys from tomorrow as well. Um, I missed that. So it's, uh, it's all goes, go, goes over today and tomorrow's contest. So I think you can fire up some Embiid uh, if you want to. Uh, for tomorrow, but I'm, it's a little too risky because we don't know their injury designations at this point and end of the season. So I like just being a little taking my certain chances with a guy like Rudy Gobert uh, taking on a Phoenix team. Utah is favored in this Phoenix matchup. I don't expect Phoenix to be all systems go. I believe DeAndre Ayton is hurt, so you can't even. I don't think you can consider him. I, I don't think he'll play even. If we get Miami to play, I like Bam. I think he's someone you can definitely play. If you can scroll down a little bit, Tyler, another guy who I'm interested in, in might be an Isaiah Roby. If he's center eligible, I think he's just playing so many minutes for Oklahoma City. He might not be available in the center spot. Yeah, so, 
Uh, I think going to Gobert just seems the safest option to go. And if you don't want to go to Gobert, if we get Vooch in, that seems solid to go to. But my big three here are probably Gobert, Vooch, and then Capella. I like that. Yeah. I, I think that would be the way that I would go if I'm not looking at the Embiid tomorrow play. And I, I think you're right where you know, you're taking on a lot of risk. If you've got high risk tolerance, it's probably a play where, you know, based on the fact that we don't necessarily know what the situation's like, not maybe as many people will flock to Joel Embiid as would normally. So maybe you're gaining a little edge if you do take the risk, if, you're, if you've got heavy risk tolerance and you can go there. Um, but yeah, for a more conservative approach, for sure. I think Rudy Gobert makes a ton of sense here. Vooch was the guy that stood out to me, um, in that game, uh, going up against Charlotte. I just like that spot for him. 1.21 fantasy points per minute over the course of the season. Gobert by comparison, 1.28, slightly ahead of him. Capella slightly behind him at 1.17. All three of those guys definitely would be in play. Um, if we're considering no Embiid and no, you know, real standout, uh, Jokic type center on this slate. It's a situation where with the center spot, it's been frequent where we've had slates like that, where it's, all right, we're going Embiid at the center and Jokic at the, at the multiplier position. We don't have that today. So I do think you can create a little bit of a rotation through a bunch of different lineups of these centers who project out fairly similarly on this slate. And you just use those, uh, use the forwards that we talked about and maybe some of the premium guards in the multiplier. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, that's the one spot. I, I, I do think you can get rewarded here just being a little different on center. Uh, and like, I think you nailed it there. And it just seems to me like guys like Giannis, if he were to play and KD look like guys that I want to spend in my flex spot and then take a chance with the Siakam. Or if you don't want to, if you want to shore up, uh, we talked about a bunch of good guards. So I think we can even play a guard at the flex option as well because of how many good guards there are. So let's, uh, I guess, round out this lineup, unless you have any other final thoughts on the center spot. No, I think that I think that hit you mentioned uh Aiton most likely out. I'm seeing uh he's in on one of these, so he might be on the board. I'm not totally sure. Uh, like I okay. said, I was, uh, uh, the reason why I, I would shy so. away from Aiton a little bit is they're locked up, and yeah. I, I do think he's dealing with some sort of ankle injury. So yeah, I know I'm he's a, in lingering stuff. I'm just I was looking at uh, at today's report and I didn't see him, so that's why okay. I just stood out. But uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't really make a ton of sense for them to run him out there if he's got lingering pain. So I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. Another guy who's completely uh, on the table is uh, we do get an option to uh, if a guys like Isaiah Stewart and Dan Gafford are available to play, they're just going to play a ton of minutes. I think Gafford might play a ton of minutes today. They've ruled out guys like Porzingis. Uh, KCP have already been ruled out tonight. So Gafford might just be forced to play more minutes. He's a very off the table play as well. And Jericho Sims just played a ton of minutes the other game as well. The Knicks center who's playing for Mitchell Robinson. So keep in mind, if you want to get really different on center, I I don't have any issues when there's one and it's a weak center pool. That's where I'm willing to get a little crazy. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that's the, the most apt spot to make these changes. You know, if you're looking, I just sorted by just raw points projection using our DraftKings projections. And the, let's see, the highest ranked guy at the center position, again, going by DraftKings projections, is in 13th place, and that's Vooch. Everybody else above him is either a guard or a forward. 
So that just kind of illustrates the disparity in projection. And it's a 20 point differential between Luca at the top and Vooch in 13th. It's 59.8 to 39.8. So it's a 20 fantasy point difference from the top to that spot. And all the other centers are coming up a little bit lower projected than that. There are some, you know, unique scoring twists uh, with fan up with the triple double bonus and everything, but I don't think we're really considering that for any of these centers anyway. So I think we're just going by these raw projections. They project out the top end guys project out all very similarly. Like if we go from Vooch down through the other guys that we've talked about, you get uh, Bam at 38.5, one fantasy point behind in the medium median, you get Gobert two fantasy points behind in the median. And it just goes down like that. So there's very little separation between these centers. Capella at 32.4 is still on the board there. Aiton, if he plays 31, uh, even Drew Eubanks at 7,200 on the DK slate, 30 DK points is not that far off than the 39 that, for which we're projecting Vucevic. Um, so it just illustrates the tightness of everything at that position as compared to the guard and the forward spot. So I agree, rotate through some of these centers, consider them very equal across the board and make your differential uh, plays with the guards and the forwards. I agree with you. And uh, let's round up this lineup. I guess I personally like uh, sacking up Garland and Kyrie, getting them in our guard spots. And then we have Giannis in there now. Do we want to play Katie in the flex? Yeah, I think we probably go that route. If uh, I'm seeing center still, Ty, can you click over to the uh, what we've got in the lineup? <laughs> I think KD in the uh, in the flex made some sense. Okay, yeah. So or we could go if we go um, KD Giannis in those spots. Um, we could put the Kyrie Garland combo at the guards and still leave flex for Luca, who's our highest raw projected player in general. If we yeah, so yeah, that. I think we can do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Go to the flex and put in Luca. That'd be good. Yep, Luca's down there. Yeah, he he sneaks past you here. You, you got to scroll it. down. Yeah, with the way they structure those yeah. uh, the lists. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some human psychology element to it where Luca's just going to be a little bit lower owned than mm-hmm. uh, not to it. So yeah, KD, and then the center spot. Uh, yeah, that looks like, like that like looks that. like uh, I looks like the winning lineup. I think we're going <laughs> to get does. some Jordan center away, and I think we get some Jays <laughs> on our feet. Uh, this looks fantastic. Love it. Well, I'll be chopping some uh, some Jordans. You take the left one, I'll take the right one. We'll Sounds good. good. Sounds good. I mean, the resale market for Jordans nowadays are through the roof. So uh, count there me in. <laughs> that works. But no, this was a ton of fun. Keep an eye on news throughout the day. Use our projections. Uh, make sure to support our sponsor, FanUp. Use the promo code AWESOMO to get $25 free and $2,000 in bonus points at $20 value. So Take advantage of that situation, enter the contest, have some fun with it, rotate the studs in and out. Hopefully you guys land towards the top. On that note, Terry, any final thoughts? Uh, Just a name that just jumped out to me as I was looking at this that we didn't talk about. We mentioned my Knicks briefly, but Mr. RJ Barrett, I think he's at least if you're mixing and matching forwards, I I think he's probably a forward on on fan up. It's difficult because we're mixing and matching Giannis and KD in those spots in the lineup that we built here. But I think if you're just going through, like if you've got one of those guys in the in the flex role and you're going through some of the other forwards that we talked about potentially being viable, RJ is probably the bottom of the barrel for where for how far down the list I would go. But he does have that potential in a extended Tibbs run of you know 40 minutes at the end of the season. He does have that scoring potential. So RJ jumped out at me as a as a little bit of a homer play there to round out the show. Oh, yeah. RJ, future mayor of New York. He's been amazing this season. 
if they were a little bit in the playoff chase, I think he would have been in the most improved player uh, contention yeah. as well. I really like uh, RJ Barrett as an overall basketball talent. Me too. And people were like against him. I was like, he's going to be good. Just give it some time. And as he, he can really handle the ball now and just be like a point forward if need be. I'd rather have the ball in his hands than uh, Julius Randle's hands absolutely. more times than not. But yeah, absolutely. we'll see what happens in the future of the Knicks there. Yeah, if they send Julius out of town this uh, this offseason, if they're able to, I wouldn't be heartbroken about it. I, I want to build around RJ. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But on that note, I think this wraps up the Fan Up Show for Friday. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, on that note, I'll see you guys next time.